0: 987 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfen, down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou, Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Ah, there's so much going on today, Wolf. We're just going to turn it over to Aaron. It's Wolf and Down Your Lunch, Aaron.
1: So we're going to start with Diamondbacks news. According to our own John Gambadoro, the Diamondbacks are picking up manager Tori Lavello. L- Whoa, Tori Lavello's contract option for
0: 2023. Yes, <laughs> have to. I'm just <laughs> so
1: excited. I can't even say it. Can't even get it out.
0: You made his last name sound even more Italian, Lavello.
2: <laughs> I love it, man. I really do. Right now, you have to ask yourself this question. Do the Arizona Diamondbacks have a lot of young farmers that are developing right now? Say yes. Are they developing well under Tory Lovello and his staff? Say yes. That's what this is about. The rest of the season is about that as well. It's been about that for the last 40, 50 games, as a matter of fact. Watching these guys develop together. The future looks really, really good. Torrey Lovello deserves an awful lot of credit. Torrey and his staff, of course. As he said last night about Corbin Carroll, Corbin Carroll's story is a story of development.
0: I like the idea that the timing of this is they just wanted to see Lavella manage Corbin Carroll for one game to make <laughs> sure. But I think realistically, it's probably last night was another example of this year's team not ever acting like they're out of a game, whereas yes. last year they were out of it by yep. May. You know.
1: So the scored 13 unanswered runs with top prospect Corbin Carroll. Delivered the go-ahead hit as they defeated the Phillies last night 13-7. So our Sanderson-Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, What did you make of D-back's top prospect, Corbin Carroll's MLB debut? Your choices. the team is in good hands, good start, more to work on, and he is sure fast.
0: (laughs) He is fast. Uh, Well, I mean... Good start, more to work on. Yeah, I feel like I could take all three of those. You know, for for Corbin Carroll, it was one game, but it's just the fact that there is, it was a bunch of, of the young players getting it done again last night around him, with him right in the center of it. Yeah, I'll go good start, more to work on.
1: So 64% agree with both of you guys. Good start. More to work on. 23% say the team is in good hands. 13% say he sure is fast. He sure
0: is fast. That's true.
1: And last night on the broadcast, Wolf, you got a little shout out.
0: Well, I a steak sandwich and a
3: steak sandwich. 0-1 on Carson Kelly. You sound a little like Ron Wolfley this morning on the radio. I heard him uh, talking about uh, he was I, I can't remember what he was describing, but he was saying you have to take it on a case by case basis. But instead, he said a base by base cases. <laughs> hang in there, Wolf.
0: I like the hang in there, Wolf. Oh, yeah. BB. Why was it a Hulk Hogan impression, not a Wolf impression? I, 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 honestly, I have no Ooh, idea brothers. though. Brother. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, that's next. amazing. No, that's amazing. That's the rest of the show.
1: It's cut down day around the NFL as the Cardinals, along with the other 31 teams, need to get their roster down to 53 players before 1 o'clock. Here's Cliff Kingsbury from today.
3: Uh, it's still pretty fluid um, right now, I'd say. You know, up until 1 o'clock, we're, we're going to still be moving and shaking to try and um, figure it all out.
1: Moving and shaking, we have about 44 minutes until that deadline hits. So one move that came as a surprise yesterday was that the Cardinals released outside linebacker Devon Kennard. Why do you guys think the Cards did that?
0: You know, I... I... I'm hoping it's not just a, hey, we want to develop the young guys because your offense is in win-now mode. I'm assuming, Wolf, it probably is is some sort of combination of <laughs> they thought Canard was on the same level as a guy like DiMuchegi or somebody else, and then in that, in that instance... Oh, Arizona Sports. Oh, my oh, God! Here we go. News. Oh, man.
1: The Cardinals got a cornerback.
0: Finally. I was just going to say, when are they doing this?
1: Okay, so according to Adam Schefter, and Rappaport... The Raiders are sending 2019 second-round pick Trayvon Mullen to the Arizona Cardinals.
0: The Raiders. I don't think they were ever going to make another trade with the Cardinals.
2: Trayvon
0: Mullen.
1: Ian Rappaport said major DB help in AZ. <laughs>
2: Wow, okay, there it is. Was needed. Okay, um in exchange for Trayvon Mullen and Uh, how much
0: breaking news can we have in one segment? All
2: right, um, okay. I, I haven't watched a lot of tape. I, don't, As a matter of fact, I haven't I watched any well, tape on Trayvon
1: Mullen. And I did look. I do not have the draft profile.
2: Second round pick out of TCU. There you go. Okay. He was their starter. All right. Well, <laughs> so it begins, Basinonian. and so it begins right now. We all knew this was coming. Um, what else might sure. be coming as well? I feel like he was originally a
0: safety, wasn't he? I, I, I don't know. The name okay. escapes we, me. We, we'll, it wasn't we'll like back. I was watching a lot of TCU. See, I, I know some people that watch a lot of TCU, so I have odd TCU insight. Um, all right. Either way, they need help in the secondary, so I'll take it. Just, just keep trading for guys that can help you in the secondary, please.
1: Do you think more is to come?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah.
1: How what position? Corner still?
0: Yeah. Still.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please. Yep.
1: How many other surprises do you guys think we will see for the Cardinals as they get down to 53? (sighs) I can't imagine. Define surprise. Surprise?
2: (laughs) Surprise is what? I mean, honestly, if they keep five running backs, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be shocked. Not surprised. Shocked. Um... That would be a surprise if they kept five running backs. How can you possibly do that? Um, Trace McSorley already is a surprise to me. Knowing how Cliff loves Trace McSorley and really wanted three quarterbacks on this roster, I, I am surprised that has happened. Maybe they just thought Trace McSorley would get through waivers, and we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I think the only real surprise that that's, that could be left would be what they do with the running back room if they keep five of them or any one of them that they would let go, I think would be a surprise. And two, uh, Wolf, for the purposes of clarity, I was thinking of Trayvon Morig who is in the Raiders secondary. Okay. They traded for Trayvon Mullen.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> like Morig and Maybe Mullen. Maybe
0: that's why the Raiders made the trade. This is just too confusing. You, I'm sorry. Honestly, that's quite the memory from you. Uh, well, I just remember Morig from TCU, but Mullen went to Clemson. And I do uh, believe I
1: have his
0: uh, draft profile. Yeah, look at that. Oh, you're Morig. No. Yeah, not Mullen. Uh, Mullen. Okay, yeah. See, this okay. Is, we're getting some insight. I didn't think the Raiders would ever answer another call from the Cardinals, honestly, with the way <laughs> trades have gone in the past.
1: According to reports, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers agreed to a restructured one-year contract that will keep the quarterback in San Francisco this season. The contract contains no trade and no tag clauses, assuring Garoppolo will remain with the 49ers this season and have the freedom to leave in 2023 so when the cardinals play the 49ers on november 21st who will they face at quarterback
0: oh that's a good question because they don't play the 49ers that's the last team they play we said november 21st correct i'm gonna say jimmy g i'm gonna say they're playing jimmy g that's week eleven, man. Yeah, that's
2: the first time they play in week eleven.
0: Yeah. They, they will have played everybody else in the division. They'll already be done with the rest of the division. Okay, before they play. I I have spaced that right there. I,
2: I'm going to have to say the same thing. Um, yeah, Jimmy G. I don't know how you could come to any other conclusion right now if, in fact, you believe they went out and signed Jimmy G, brought him back onto the team for a one-year contract because they weren't sure how long it was going to go with Trey Lance. That's the only reason why I see
0: them doing that. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say it's going to be Jimmy J. All right. That was uh, Wolf and Down Your Lunch with double the breaking news in one segment. Wow. Allison Chains and Breaking Benjamin is heading to ak Pavilion September 10th. Limited tickets are available, but you can win a pair now by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, Cardinals got some help in the corner room, so we'll get into that next. Finally, they did this. It's
3: the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is Cliff Kingsbury, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Let's go. Lucky Ram.
3: Lucky Ram. Lucky Ram. Let's start. Here we go. Feel like we've added a lot of key um, additions to the team. You know, from year one to now, yeah, we're in a good spot. I think the accountability on this team with a lot of the leaders we brought in has really, I guess, leveled up.
1: Cliff Kingsbury has to go from, like, really good offensive mind to head coach in the NFL.
0: Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. What you know about rolling down 45 minutes until cutdowns have to be officially done. You gotta be down to 53 guys on your roster by one o'clock Arizona time. It's not just the Cardinals, that's everybody. Uh got the D-backs re-upping with Torrey Lovella. We'll get to that in a little bit. Wolf, we also have the Cardinals making a trade for a corner. Finally, I'm assuming something else is coming too, but Maloney, you said it is for a conditional seventh round pick in 2023 that could become a sixth. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And it is for Trayvon Mullen from the uh, the Vegas Raiders, former Clemson. Corners. So now you've got He, look, he was played. a second round pick second round pick in 2019 he played three years in college with isaiah simmons
2: okay so the reason why okay we can read into this a little bit um he has started 31 of a possible possible 37 games 31 of 37 i would caution everybody you, you have to remember that if, say for example the other team the offense comes out in 11 personnel He comes out in 11 personnel, three wide receivers set. You're going to go out with nickel. You're going to run your three corners out there on the field. Okay, that's a start. That's considered a start. If, in fact, you had this guy run out onto the field. So you can't always look at it because some people may be in 12 personnel. Two tight ends, two wide receivers. They run two corners out there on the field. Those two guys are your starting corners, whoever they are, that run out onto the field. Even though you need three corners and look at three corners as starters in the NFL, you just got to be a little bit careful when you assume that he was a starter if, in fact, there were going to be two receivers on the field, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, and last year, Mullen only played, uh, what, five games. Um, But, you know, I I have to assume this isn't... It's tough because we don't know what's up with Antonio Hamilton. So it's... Does this mean now the Cardinals going into week one have Byron Murphy, Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson, and Trayvon Mullen? Okay, maybe you've got something. If you don't have Hamilton, and if you... If if Cliff Kingsbury's kind of... And, and not like done with Marco Wilson, but if he's a little down on him right now, then maybe this is a guy that's going to step right in and play for you in week one. You
2: see, this, I, I kind of see this as a depth
0: move. I would hope so, right? right now. I see this. he was third on the Raiders' depth chart when this trade was made.
2: Uh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, who knows? He might be in the doghouse, whatever. But if, in fact, he's a second-round pick, this is his fourth and final year. It's a one-year deal. Okay, And, oh, by the way, the Arizona Cardinals only gave up a seventh-round pick, which is a conditional, could be a sixth-round pick for a guy that, I I see this as a depth move by the Arizona Cardinals. So another move still needs to happen. That's what I think. Okay, now again, I'm just looking at what you had to give up for them, and if that's accurate, a seventh-round pick that could become a sixth, that seems like a depth Trade here's, right there. Here's, otherwise, the Raiders. Honestly, you're gonna you're gonna trade a guy who's I mean, a starting corner for a seventh round pick.
0: Well, let's see, they've traded uh, the Cardinals Carson Palmer. They've traded um, well, uh, Jared Veldar. They've traded um, Rodney, uh, Rodney Hudson. Hudson. What's your yeah. point? <laughs> uh, this is Cliff on the cornerback room, but this is before the trade. It's
3: it's from today, but it's before the trade went down. Uh we'll see. That's that's part of it. You know, right now Marco and Murph both had had really good camps, and then Ham did as well. But you know, he's Dealing with his issues, so um, we'll see how the next couple of days play out. Boy. Ham being Antonio Hamilton, Cliff, what's, what's the issue? Now, they asked him for an update. It's disappointing for him, just the journey that he's had and how he's worked and, and the level that he was playing at. You, you hate to see that. You hope he can uh, stay involved and, and come back and not miss a beat. But yeah, I think more than anything, it's disappointing for him just because he had earned a starting role at, at that position after uh, basically bouncing around a bunch of teams. And so hopefully he's back sooner than later, but we'll see. I hate to see what. <laughs> keep
0: saying I hate to see it. I don't know what I'm seeing. I just see Antonio Hamilton not playing. Yeah. I, I'm
2: just, you know, for me, again, uh, I'm not dismissing it. It's just I don't think we're going to find out until we find out. We're not going to know anything about Antonio Hamilton until they have to tell us about Antonio Hamilton.
0: We just had him on the show like a week and a half ago. Remember how how excited he was? Yes. The the, the path that he was. You asked him a question about his career. He went through the entire thing up to that point. I know. I just hope everything's okay
2: with Antonio. I just hope he's okay and and his family's okay. Because once again, when something like this happens and they're so obtuse about it, your mind starts to wander. And you think of some things that are personal and a personal life and the personal life will always trump your professional life. No matter what it is you're doing, it'll kick the crud, as a matter of fact, out of your professional life. If your personal life is not in order.
0: Uh, more from Cliff talking about Byron Murphy, the guy that we all just sort of assume Will because he has to have a really good year.
3: Um, we'll, we'll change it up, you know. I think game plan to game plan depending on who they had playing inside and, and things of that nature. Um, we'll move him around some. All
0: right, Wolf. So let's let's. I'm not looking big picture. I'm not looking for the entire season. I'm not looking beyond this season or any of that. But week one against the Kansas City Chiefs right now. In that secondary, it's great to have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Go ahead and just lock it down with that. Okay. At safety. Uh, at corner, you got Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson. Cliff did say something nice about Marco Wilson there in that first cut I played this segment. He said he's having a really good camp. Yeah, He <laughs> said that. That's Byron not the Murphy, way it sounded.
2: Marco, having a good
0: camp. That's not the way it sounded during camp. Uh, but either way, so you've got those two. I'm going to assume as of right now you don't have Antonio Hamilton for week one and Trayvon Mullen like you said probably more of a depth move hoping to not have to use him I would think in week one week one's a week and a half away deep in the pocket throws and he's gonna be picked off at the three yard line It's Trayvon Mullen who made the big earlier play, and Mullen will be taken down inside the five-yard line. So that's only the second interception of the season against Patrick Mahomes. Both have come against the No Why Did he pick off Patrick Mahomes? How did you find a Mahomes interception by Trayvon Mullen?
1: Paul Calvizzi. Paul (laughs) Calvizzi.
0: This also proves Al Michaels has called every... Play yeah. in the history of sports.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, that is Trayvon Mullen's only interception. So, you know, honestly, if you're going to get it, why not against the Chiefs with Al Michael's calling it? Why not?
0: Well, that was the only one last year, right? He's got four, four career, but he, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah but he's got the one against Patrick Mahomes. Right. So I'll, I'll take it. Cause he might need that in week one. And that's, that's where I was going. Wolf, do you need to add somebody that you can count on for week one? Or is this, if if like, I keep coming back to this, if the Chiefs game was tomorrow, could they play? Like, do they have enough players in the secondary? Yeah, you know, once again, I
2: expected a bigger splash. Um, I see it as a depth move. Do they still need depth? Do they need corners? Yeah, I do believe they need corners but once again um listen they know but when you give up a six round pick actually a seventh round pick that conditionally could be a six round pick um you know you you have to once again you have to temper your expectations
1: and also one other quick nugget the cardinals now have four of the top 40 picks from the 2019 draft on their roster with kyler murray number one Byron Murphy, number thirty-three; Cody Ford, number thirty-eight; Trayvon Mullen, number forty. And also Marquise Hollywood Brown, right?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take. And so your entire team now is the twenty nineteen draft, and it's it's guys from Clemson and Oklahoma. Is that that's three Clemson guys, and they have four Oklahoma guys right now, right? Wow. Yeah. All right. So there is like. I'm going to roster. find out
2: more about Trayvon Mullen.
0: Yeah. Well, either way, the the Cardinals have made a move to add a corner, and uh, they have about a half hour to get the rest of these these roster cutdowns done. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line right now at 620-620. We come back. There's <laughs> a lot of D-back stuff going on, too. What do they got to do with Madison Baumgartner? How was Corbin Carroll's debut last night? And oh, by the way, they just re-upped with Tori Lovello beyond this year as well. We'll get into all that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. <laughs> Wolf and Luke Middays, 987 FM, Arizona's sports station. All right. A Little bit going on today, Wolf. I just this is this is how busy today has been all right okay i just got my email open and the show's halfway over more than really? halfway over yeah you and you when have i to authenticate authenticated i didn't even have to oh, i wow. just it took that long for me to type my name in oh my goodness. and then when i opened it uh there's a there's you know it's press release from the cardinals making the trade for trayvon mullen to help in the secondary at corner giving up a conditional seventh that could turn into a sixth next year there's also this uh, news release from the arizona diamondbacks Exercising the club option for the 2023 season on manager Tori Lovello. So let's start there. <laughs> this is what's going on with the D-backs right now. There's the Lavella stuff. There's the Corbin Carroll stuff from last night. Yep. There's uh, Zach Gallen going 27 and a third scoreless entering tonight. There's It's Mikel Bridges' appreciation night at the ballpark. You're going to the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: taking better, James. Cannot taking wait better, for that. Um, okay, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, where do you want to go? Which let's, one do you want to start with? You want to start with Tori? Yeah. Okay. Tory Lavello, the Arizona Diamondbacks have actually exercised the option for next year. Tory Lavello is going to be the Diamondbacks manager next year. And I stand and I applaud. I
0: do. I don't think I even realized, I mean, it makes sense that he is the longest tenured and all-time winningest manager in club history. Would you have thought that right off the top of your head? I mean, I know club history really isn't that long, Yeah. This he will be this is his sixth season, so he'll he'll get at least seven with the D backs. Yeah, that uh, that is a little surprising, no doubt still. Um there's been some
2: really bad years in there yes, as well.
0: Well, and when he got here and Mike Hazen got here, remember the thought was like, okay, we're tearing this down. And then they made the playoffs that first year, and it was the Archie Bradley triple against Colorado. At, it might the, have uh, the been wild the card worst game thing to happen maybe. <laughs> in the long run when you think about it. It was a fun game. The yeah. Dodgers series after wasn't very fun. But either way, now you are in this spot where you have this young talent developing and another and maybe the biggest example of it was last night, Corbin Carroll, first game with the D-backs. They, they come back from down 7 nothing to a Philly team that needs wins right now. They come back and win the game 13-7. Cormac Carroll drives in what is ultimately the winning run, and uh, the Diamondbacks are exceeding expectations this season. They are developing their young players. They're not going to win the World Series. I get it if you're driving around being like, okay, talk to me when they're actually going to like you know make the playoffs. But this says that the front office believes Torrey Lavello is the guy to get them there because you— as much as you and I both thought he had done enough this season to earn it, if you are in a rebuild, you don't typically want to have to switch managers right in the middle of it. Like if you were going to switch, you would have done it right now or you know at the end of this season. Yeah.
2: This um, you know, once again you stop and think about it, this is the 12th series since the All-Star break. So the Diamondbacks are 6-3 and 2 in their 11 series. They're 6-3 and 2. In those eleven series preceding this Philly series, right now, mm-hmm. so think about that. I look at um, he's got a bunch of young guys. We got Alec Thomas is twenty two. Dalton Varsho, the old man, he's twenty six. Jake McCarthy's twenty five. Stone Garrett is twenty six. Corbin Carroll's twenty two. And on and on it goes. These young guys that are contributing. These young guys that are. Not quitting in games they get down seven runs to a
0: v- against a very good Phillies team. They were getting no hit the first three innings, and then they scored 12 They're runs just, the next you two know, innings. know,
2: it's, it's that youthful exuberance, man. It's that can-do attitude so much of the time. No assumptions, no expectations based on the fact you go out there and, hey, listen, you know, it, it just wasn't our night. Um, these young guys continue to scrap. They continue to battle, and here they are now six, three, and two in terms of winning series since the All Star break. And there are what seven games below five hundred right now. And you think of the bullpen. You've said it many, many times. on the bullpen. If the bullpen was just average, as opposed to below average,
0: they'd be five hundred teams. It's, it's, basically. Cr- it's crazy to think that this season that they're close enough where the bullpen can can be a real frustration. You know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating in the moment. Hey, you got a two-run lead. The bullpen came in and blew it. But if, yeah, if you take a step back and you look at the numbers and how many games the bullpen has let slip away, and if you just look at the combined losses of Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson, if you just want to isolate those two guys and you say, okay, here's here's two guys that have basically been the, 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 the closers on this team, and if you just split their losses in half they'd be in a playoff spot basically right now. That's crazy for them to even be that close. And so while that's annoying, if you're going to look at it from the perspective of the bullpen, it also is it's encouraging when you're talking about the rest of the team that they could even make that jump. Well, if they have 67 losses right now, they had 67 losses coming out of the All-Star break last year. Oh,
2: I know, and yet I will say this right now, and I've been saying it for about a month, over a month, Torrey Lavello, his job status is going to depend on how these young guys develop. That's, that's the only qualification, I think, at this point in time, and it was. That's why I think the Diamondbacks are doing this. And I think, too, I think it's really cool that they're doing it on the back of what happened last night. What happened last night, coming back and actually being down 7 nothing, coming back and scoring 13 consecutive runs to win the game. And look, it was Corbin Carroll as well. And what he did, he was right in the middle of it. These young guys developing, that's going to be, that's going to be the... The responsibility of the entire organization to develop these young guys, we understand that. But Torrey is the tip of the spear on all of that. And he's the guy that is going to be judged based on how these young guys pan out. It's the reason why he got this option picked up.
0: Yeah, uh, lost in the shuffle last night, and it's a good thing that it was. Madison Bumgarner, you know, he had the skip start because he was having a bad I don't know, month and a half. last night's start was even worse than the previous ones. He went last night he went three and two thirds, gave up seven runs on 11 hits, gave up one home run. Uh, his ERA, which was at 3.65 back on July 9th, is up to 4.87. Like every game it has just gotten worse and worse. There was one decent game against the Nationals in there. I don't get it. Now the Phillies are a good team. If, if just last night's game had happened, you would say, okay, he just didn't have it last night. The Phillies have a good lineup. Uh, they have Bryce Harper back now. But it's it's really been six pretty bad starts in a row for Bumgarner. And you can't count on 13 runs unanswered every night. Man, you know what? It, you know me. I am the abstract, okay? I do. I
2: live in the abstract. You and Todd Walsh and Zach Gallen. And, you know, I did, did you not see any type of abstract art When it comes to the fact that Mad Bum, and I really respect him, I admire him and respect him so much, but here he is, the highest paid player on the team, and Mad Bum is going to go out there and have that kind of night on a night that belonged to the future, on a night that belonged to the youth of this team on a night where Corbin Carroll was making his first and was right in the middle of actually winning the game for the Diamondbacks after Mad Bomb had put them in such,
0: do you not see any artistic, abstract beauty in Well, that. I'd go even one step further, Wolf. I mean, you want there, there is probably not a better, it, it's almost too on the nose, right? Example of a team transitioning from the old to the new right now Madison Bumgarner's ERA in the month of August is nine point two three over five starts. Zach Gallen hasn't given up a run since August second, and he pitches tonight. Yeah, and he is. We had Todd Walsh on earlier. He mentioned he's doing the broadcast. The Brandon Webb tonight. What Zach Gallen is fifth all time on the D backs consecutive scoreless inning streak. Two of the four guys in front of him are Brandon Webb. <laughs> so if he just if he goes, I think it's four and a third tonight. If he, if he gets through the first four and a third innings tonight, Zach Allen will be number two on the D-backs all-time list. Well, and it is Mikkel Bridges' appreciation night, too. He's a big Phillies fan. The D-backs have been going back and forth with him for about a month it now. It's
2: just, you know, I hate to see this happen to Mad Bum because I've got so much regard and respect for him. Yet, at the same time, man, it seems undeniable.
0: The future is here. And he may not be part of it. I don't know. Something's up. He was fine the first few months of the season, so I'm not going to just say his like his career's over. He's not really that old, but yeah, something something's pretty clearly up with him right now. All right, when we come back. We are getting close to roster cutdown. They need to be down to 53 in 19 minutes. Have any players hit the market that might be catching the Cardinals' eye? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Lunchtime. We got about 14 minutes till teams have to be down to 53 players. Now, obviously, moves can still happen after that, Wolf. But you got to be down to 53 players. You know, right now, you can be operating with an 80-man roster, making moves. But any move you make after one o'clock here is going to have to stay under that 53-player cap. So we are—we've got some hints as to what the Cardinals are doing. We know they're not keeping Trace McSorley. They would like to have him on the practice squad, I'm sure. If he—if he gets back to them, where they can do that, found out last night, no Devon Kennard. It sounds like, or at least it did earlier, that uh, Jesse Lucada had made the team, according to Jordan Schultz. But I mean, that again could tra- change here yes. at some point. Uh, they have traded for Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders. So anybody that might have been on the 53-man roster an hour ago, one of them is gone because they, they traded a pick for Mullen, not a player. So it's all fluid right now, as Cliff would say.
2: Yeah, um, we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. But I would imagine there's going to be news coming down in the next 13 minutes. <laughs> I think so. I mean, this is when it's going to happen. The pressure point is coming. The pressure point is here. Deals that are out there right now. Hey, listen, you want to get a deal done before the actual cutdown happens? Well, it's 13 minutes away now 12 minutes away.
0: Yeah, we're going to have we're going to have the Cardinals roster here in a little bit. The main the main position that you're still watching at this point is corner to see if they add anybody else or if they are if they're good with Mullen that's a confusing situation because we don't know what's going on with Antonio Hamilton so even if they really like Trayvon Mullen if Hamilton can't play in week one then they probably still need somebody else
2: yeah what I do like about Trayvon Mullen is the fact that he has been a starter in this league yeah. started the first two years as a matter of fact and he started five games last year and then he got turf toe and I I've had <laughs> I've had turf toe there are some severe cases of turf toe in as well, that I didn't have, that I know will keep a player out. He only played those five games, and he started all five of them. Trayvon is a guy that has that kind of ability. I'm told. Now we're going to have to wait and see, but he is long. He's six two. He's two hundred pounds. He's a big corner. That's yeah. a big corner uh, right there. That's
0: good. I think they so need somebody like that.
2: Maybe you get a little bit of size out there and we'll have to wait and see, but he has been a legitimate starter.
0: Uh, I have not really seen any name out there so far that's like, oh, the Cardinals need to go get him. I can't believe so-and-so let this guy go. I, I haven't seen that yet. And and part of the problem, Wolf, there have been some some you know bigger names, but none of them play corner. And from a Cardinals perspective... <sighs> I don't think they're looking around scouring the waiver wire, of being like, "We need another receiver. We need yeah, another running back. Right. We need another no, tight end." Like you're kind no. of set on offense they're for not the most doing part. That. Yeah, it's almost it's 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 Edge crazy. Like when you look at this team, they have enough offensive players. They're trying to trim them down, and on defense, they're trying to add bases. Yes, yeah, there's no it's doubt. almost symmetrical.
2: Yeah, I, I honestly, though once again, the Trayvon Mullen thing, um, I, I don't think that precludes Steve Kime and the Arizona Cardinals from doing something else at corner. I don't think so. You haven't traded a running uh, maybe, back? Maybe even at edge. Who knows? Ooh. Yeah, That'd I, be I'm interesting. Just, I, I just don't think defensively this is it. Uh, I don't think defensively. Whatever happens here coming up in the next 10 minutes... Ten minutes of the countdown is here. Ten minutes, right? The trim down to fifty three. I just don't think whatever happens in the next forty eight hours, I don't know if you can say the Arizona Cardinals are gonna be done
0: or set. I don't see that. No, but but I just I think that I'm I'm gonna be surprised. We've been talking the last couple of days, like what would shock you at this point. What would shock me that's shock left, left would be <laughs> would be them? I don't even know if keeping five running backs would shock me at this point. What would shock me? Oh, that me, would shock me. What? What, would, what? What would shock me would be adding. A running back or adding a receiver or adding a, a tight end. That would shock me. I, I think any addition they make in the next 24 or 48 hours is going to be on the defensive side of the football.
2: Yeah, if you've got a two-back offense, you got an offense that uses a lot of two-back, man. Um, many, many times, even back when I was playing, even back when I was playing, you'd keep two fullbacks and three tailbacks a lot of the time based on whether or not that, that third Tell Yeah, two fullbacks. Oh, right. It was institutionalized, of course. <laughs> 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end. But you get my point. You keep five then. <laughs> you there's you got a one-back offense? You're going to keep five? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's unthinkable I, I to me. I think
0: what it would be is if they kept five. You said it earlier. If, if, if we get past 1 o'clock and the Cardinals have five running backs, and it sounds like five practiced this morning, uh, if they have five running backs... You're keeping them for the option of a trade, right? You're keeping that, whoever that fifth one is, I would you want think to get so. something because they're too valuable to just let them all go. Yeah, any I, of them go. I would think so.
2: <laughs> I mean, the running back. Can you imagine the running back room for the Arizona Cardinals? Everyone, oh, the air raid and Cliff Kingsbury down there with the air raid. They kept five running backs.
0: I hope they do just because we're going to have <laughs> Dave Pash on in like 15 minutes.
2: Oh, Pash is like, wow. Well. <laughs> Oh, I know he's so haughty. Um, no, I don't think it's going to happen. So <laughs> th- I am going to continue to say that just because they went out there and they practiced this morning uh, doesn't mean that one of them isn't going to get let go or traded.
0: All right, let me ask you this then, because Trace McSorley, as I was driving in today, we find out that Trace McSorley seven let minutes. Go. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. So Seven I, I don't minutes. think we're going to have confetti shoot out of this the field with all the names. We, you,
2: you've got to talk about it, man. Seven minutes. It's coming down league wide. How many guys have got to be cut loose? Over 800.
0: 864.
2: Over 800. That's well, there's, a lot of there's been, been guys that have about yeah. already been leaked okay, out, right? I'm I'm gonna I don't say have the exact number. 803, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to say 803 guys still
0: are coming down to be cut at 1 o'clock. Trace McSorley getting let go this morning was I was a little surprised by that so only because Cliff said two weeks ago he likes to have three quarterbacks and because last year they kept Chris Strevler, and Trace McSorley sure looks a lot more NFL ready than Chris Strevler. so how much of that do you think is them being pretty confident nobody's going to pick him up and how much of it is... is I just them, don't
2: know how you could be. Well,
0: yeah. And that's the thing. You can't be 100% confident. You might look around and say, okay, these 18 teams we know won't pick them up. And then these three other quarterbacks might yeah. be out there. But, uh, yeah, you can't be 100%. But so how much of that is just to free up room to keep a an additional running back that you're trying to trade? Right. You know,
2: it just, it's amazing because I look at the Atlanta Falcons. I'll, I'll use them as a team right there. The Atlanta Falcons. Um Marcus Mariota is their starting quarterback. Do you think that Trace McSorley could actually mimic a lot of what Marcus Mariota does? Yes. He's a much better athlete than I gave him credit for and a lot of people gave him credit for. Much better athlete. He could mimic what Marcus Mariota could actually do. The backups are Desmond Ritter and Felipe Franks. Okay, does that ring a bell to anybody out there? Desmond Ritter is a third round pick. Yeah. Okay. Look it. at third round pick. I'm not saying you're going to move off him. I'm just saying, man, Trace McSorley might be
0: more ready. I, I, what is Atlanta getting ready for though this season? Because I'm with you that he could he could if you if you were a contender in Atlanta and Marcus Mariota got hurt in Week Seven, I'd much rather go to McSorley. I'm assuming they would much rather go to McSorley than Ritter, but. They see Ritter as the future, don't they? I mean, he was the third-round pick, well, but there were no quarterbacks really, early. Do
2: you really draft a guy in the third round and know. consider him to be the future? I don't know
0: what to make of this year's draft class because there were no quarterbacks going early other than, uh, than Pickett. I mean, Malik Willis was supposed to go fairly early. He didn't. Ritter was supposed to go fairly early. He didn't. I don't know. I, I, how do we end up talking about Atlanta? No, I, <laughs> Atlanta's got their own problems. <laughs> I'm just using them
2: as an example, right, there, yeah. where maybe you're thinking, man, this Trace McSorley, what we saw based on – the three preseason games we broke down we really like this kid
0: yeah i am with you in the sense i don't think i think you're running a major risk if you are letting him go and then holding your breath and hoping he's there uh, i'll be surprised if he does not get picked up all right we come back We're hoping to have some clarity on who has made the cardinals 53 man roster that's next it's the wolf and luke show on 987 fm arizona sports station